Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited to be here today. Um, In a few minutes, I will be bringing on one of my all-time favorite Biggest Loser contestants, Amanda Arloskis from Season 8. I'm sure you all remember her. Um, First, I'm going to give you my Jelly Bean update, though. For those just joining me, Jelly Bean is my foster baby girl um, who I actually refer to as an angel. Um, She's seriously just an amazing little child. And... So since I last updated, um, I went to court last week um, thinking that there was a chance that the judge was going to rule that I could start the adoption process. Um, And unfortunately, that's not what happened. Um, The case got continued, it's called, for four months, um, which was highly disappointing, to be honest. Um, I, it's not, nobody's trying to get her back, but there's just so much paperwork and so much legality that can go on. And if it's not done exactly, exactly right, um, there can be huge problems down the road. So they go almost overboard to make sure that there's no way that every person who could want the child who's related to her, um, has been notified, even if they can't find them and all sorts of things. So believe it or not, it's required by law that if the right people aren't notified that they actually put it in a newspaper. Um, and so that's what hadn't happened. It wasn't properly posted in a newspaper for the right amount of time and all of that. So that's part of it. Um, and then the second part is long story short, like people who know me know that I'm pretty intense. And when I want something, I like a million percent go after it. And I was just talking to Amanda actually about the fact that I joke that when I broke up with somebody, most women get a haircut and I went and got a baby. Um, and it was kind of impulsive to go to the first orientation, but then it was like something that I knew I needed to do. Um, so I'm glad that I impulsively went to an orientation, but I got through the process so fast. Like most people know if they've talked to people, it takes years to get a child and all of that. Um, I literally broke up with someone in late April. Two days later, I was at my first orientation. From April to the end of May, I did a ridiculous amount of research. And then on June 4th, I started, went to another orientation, which was the path I actually took. And this precious little being was in my arms in November, which is a crazy timetable. Um, That said, when I was in court, a couple like the last time, and by the way, I'm the only person who's gone to court for her. So literally nobody's fighting for her. Um, they, the, they made it clear that she wasn't up for adoption yet because they hadn't finished the searching. And so I like had been told that if they think you're meddling at all, like they will get really mad and might not name you as the adoptive parent. So I just really decided to take a back seat. And I was a little bit regretting it this week because One of the things that happened was I have to get an adoption worker who has to come to my house again and make sure my house is done. Well, because it usually takes like potentially years to get through all of this, 
Um, most people don't have an active certification for their house, but because I just did it last August, it's still active. It's not even a year old. Nobody moved into my house so nothing changed. So the fact that that wasn't done, they thought it would take a social worker much longer to do it. And it wasn't really communicated. So long story short, like that's why the fourth month was added on, which nearly devastated me when I realized what had happened because I felt like I took a little bit of a backseat and now it's longer with the uncertainty. So, I mean, again, like I half can't regret it because I didn't want to be seen as meddling, but I also, ah, oh, you know, like if I had done that step, it might've been a month sooner. So anyway, that's where things are. It's super stressful, even though no one's trying to get her, like someone could come out of the woodwork and get her. Um, probably not because as the court pointed out, like, you know, the mom was pregnant for nine months and then, you know, six months, it's been six months since I took custody of her, which also the court sees as a legal bond at this point. I'm not some random person anymore. I will have a voice in this um, and could fight for her if it came to that. Um, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to fight to take a child from family, obviously. So anyway, that's where we are. Um, it's been a stressful couple weeks, but um, and, and honestly, okay, I'm going to bring in Amanda now because I personally am so excited to talk to her. I have gained five mommy pounds that I'm really struggling to get off. And honestly, part of it is because like I do go to beach tennis and then if she's fussy, like I can't actually play. Like I try to time it with her nap. So she's just sleeping right next to the court very covered and protected so a ball can't hit her but if the nap doesn't work out or if I can't get in a game quickly you know and I used to play for hours so like there's things like that and then if I don't have the right child care I can't go and I mean it could cost me $50 to go to a workout because I have to get a babysitter for hours and all sorts of things that at the end of the day are excuses like I will figure this out but as I said, I kind of need a tiny kick in the pants to figure out what the solution is. So on that note, Amanda Arlaskis was on NBC's eighth season of The Biggest Loser back in 2009. She lost over 100 pounds and has maintained it for nine years. Yay! Um, and that's so far. If you follow her Instagram like I do obsessively because she's so flippin' adorable and I've always loved her, you'll see her get smaller. And I mean, she seriously looks like a fitness model. It's crazy. Um, health and wellness has become one of her number one passions in life when she's, she spends an average of five days a week in the gym. She also leads a busy life outside the gym. She's a busy realtor in Raleigh, North Carolina, where she resides with her dog, Jax. She loves exploring new restaurants and breweries while also fun, finding fun hiking trails and just being in the outdoors. Her family resides in New Jersey where she grew up. So she also loves taking long weekend getaways to the Jersey Shore to visit with them. And she would never put this in her, in her bio, but she's super sought after by so many men um, that she also has a busy dating life. I know this. Um, and she's just absolutely positively amazing. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Sure. Um, so I want to jump right in with you. I would love it if we started with how you, quote, got overweight to begin with. I feel like everybody has a story. Like, you don't just gain 100 pounds as a young person um, if there isn't some trigger or target or something. So do you mind sharing that? Yeah. So um, I kind of just had, like, the normal childhood 
Um, my brother, sister, and I were all overweight. Um, both of my parents were not. They were just kind of average. But what I really figured out was my parents showed us love through food. We were never told no. We were never, you know, restricted from the kitchen. Um, we could have as many servings as we wanted. We could have dessert whenever we wanted. We could have dessert before dinner if we wanted because they just didn't say no to us. And in their minds, if we were hungry, we could eat. Um, and why don't put the blame on them, you know, three kids who are, are, are allowed to walk into the refrigerator anytime they want are going to eat whatever they want when they want. And so (laughs) coming home from school and like throwing on the TV, I would grab a box of cereal, the whole gallon of milk. And I would just sit there and just keep pouring until I was full. Um, it wasn't like just you, I made one bowl and walked, walked out of the kitchen. Like I took the whole box and I took the whole gallon of milk and I just kept eating until I was full. And so that's really what my problem was, is I was a big, like, I don't want to say closet eater because I would do it in front of my family, but almost like in home closet eater. Like in my home, I felt safe to eat what I wanted because I knew my family wasn't judging me. Um, I knew that we were allowed to do it. And, um, and I know that it was tough for our parents, like my sister, brother and I, it was tough for our parents once they realized the extent it had gotten. But what's really cool is before I lost weight, my sister went and lost like 80, 80 or 90 pounds. And she did that on her own. Um, every day after high school, she started going to the gym. She lost a buttload of weight. And honestly, to this day, if you looked at her, you'd never know in a million years that she was almost 100 pounds heavier. Oh, wow. I That's- lost weight. And then about, I would say maybe four, five years ago, my brother lost almost a hundred pounds. And so we have all lost almost a hundred pounds. We all are just healthy now and just feeling great, confident, just really enjoying life and, um, just kind of broke free from that battle with the, the bulge, honestly. Well, that's super amazing and inspiring that you could all do it for people because I know, I mean, one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on here is I feel like in many cases, well, first of all, people know a lot of the biggest loser contestants have gained weight back um, in many in in many cases because they just didn't have the resources, um, like no fault of their own. Um, but, you know, like expectations were different than what actually happened and whatever. And then on top of it, um, the many of the ones who have kept it off, it's almost because they had, I mean, a lot of people who had partners in crime, like did a lot better. I think you'll agree with that. Um, the people who went home and didn't have anybody who were on the same journey, like kind of felt like Debbie Downers is sort of what was reported to me through my friendships after the show. And then also, um, a, a lot of the ones who were really succeeding turned to fitness as a life, like as their life Like they gave up their job and they're trainers now, which is amazing to, you know, do that and share that passion. I was really excited to have you on because you maintained your other life and have a life of fitness, if that makes sense. Right. And I think that, so that's the common misconception. And I know not so much now, but when I first got off the show, a lot of people, when they would ask me for advice would be like, well, you were on the biggest loser. So no wonder you lost the weight. But what they didn't realize was that it took a short amount of time. And that's why after the fact, you know, a lot of people have gained their weight back. But again, it's because it is hard to maintain this in the real world. Um, And I just, for me, it was, you know, having my sister and brother both on weight loss journeys, but also just, 
you know, I didn't go into being a trainer, but I just made it seriously a part of my lifestyle. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. It's, I look forward to going to the gym. I always had a gym membership and I, I, I just strive on progress. And so that's why, you know, I take a lot of selfies and I post them because for me, it's, it's seeing the changes in my body and that motivates me even more. Um, it's just, it, it's about, it, it's about finding like what works for you and, and not stopping it no matter how hard it gets. And I think unfortunately for a lot of past contestants, you know, they feel like they maybe have gotten too far out of the realm. They don't know how to get themselves back into it. And so that's, what's really hard, you know, I think, but it's just, it, it's a daily effort. And that's the only way I can put it is I, I, I truly do something every single day for my, myself, um, either physically, mentally, emotionally, something that's going to help myself, um, in a better way. And that's, I mean, that really is the key. And honestly, like I tell people all the time, like the number one rule in dieting is don't diet. And the number two rule is don't do it alone. Like, I mean, even in my new book, um, I have lifestyle photos of me with my friends and the food because that is my life. Like truly, like I didn't write a book that people living with diabetes are supposed to go out and eat by themselves. It's literally for anyone who wants to be fit at all. And right. then it, as I said, it shows you, like I go to play beach tennis and I take a picnic with me. If I rely on what I'm going to find down near beach tennis, I'm dead. Yep. And that's the thing is it's like, Again, it sounds cliche, but you, you've got to prepare and, and it's, it's not always easy. It's not always fun. And, and does it take time? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, it's just so much more worth it long-term. It's, you know, I literally, I just got back from the grocery store and I bought two containers of three pound ground Turkey. Um, and I, I literally will cook that and have it in my refrigerator for the week. And every time I'm hungry, going to the, into my fridge, I make a meal with that ground Turkey because it's there and it's ready. And it's all, you know, it's like those little things just really make a difference long-term. And people don't realize that those little choices do truly add up to big results. So I'm curious with you, like when you are, well, like what was the flip for you? What was the, you know, cause we all message ourselves in certain ways. And as I said, like right now, I mean, I'm sitting a little bit an excuse. Like there really are constraints, like being a solo mom, like I really can't get sick. Like if I get sick, I'm dead, you know? So, and I'm, you know, a business owner and 12 other things that are reasons that make it harder, but don't make it impossible. Like they're, you know, in this little window, yes, I've gained five pounds. And to most people, they're probably like scoffing and stuff. But when I see the difference on camera and five pounds, we all know is like, you look significantly different when you used to be much more muscular. And then the scale says my more pounds, because it's more than that. Um, right. But I'm curious, like, what for you was that I don't know, like what was the internal message or what did you hear or what kind of, you know, made it happen? Was it, I mean, I doubt it was just you got cast on The Biggest Loser because as we said, like a lot of people have really struggled even though they were cast on The Biggest Loser. Yeah, for me it was, I was so young when I did it, but I just remember being like uh, kind of a prisoner to my body. And I remember making excuses of why I couldn't go on, you know, weekend trips with my girlfriends or I didn't go to my prom because I was insecure with what I would wear. Um, I just found myself like hindering myself from really enjoying life. And that it got to the point where I was like, 
what am I doing? You know, I'm not saying you can't, you can't be happy or have fun when you're overweight because you absolutely can. But for me personally, I just, I found myself being a prisoner in my own body. I wasn't allowing myself to do the things I, I could have, would have, should have. Um, and it was, it was my own, my own doing. I just told myself I wasn't worthy of certain things and told myself I didn't want to look that way in certain outfits. But that was enough to me to know that it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I knew I was young. I knew I could, you know, change, change the way the direction of my life was going by making these changes. And, you know, almost it's nine years, but you know, almost 10 years later, it's still a daily effort. And I just know it, I know it's never over, you know, fighting for this, but it's, again, it's the way I feel. It's the way I look in pictures. I mean, we're all going to judge ourselves when we see ourselves in pictures. It's just what we do, but oh yeah, (laughs) the way you feel. And I, I know that my confidence is the, you know, the best it's ever been. And the way I feel just from the inside out is the best it's ever been. And, you know, even seeing new muscle definition, like I never in a million years thought I could see muscle definition, and when I'm working out now, like I stand right in front of the mirror and I'm just like in awe with certain muscle definition that I had never seen before. And so that is just, you know, it just keeps me going. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Okay. When we come back, we're taking a quick break now, but when we come back, we're going to dive into what life was like on The Biggest Loser, as well as get more inspirational tips from Amanda and hear how she's really doing it right now. Stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. 472 
888-447-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Biggest Losers Season 8, Amanda Arlaskis, who literally looks like a fitness model these days. Um, she managed to lose weight. She didn't win the show, but um, was definitely a contender and then continued to lose. Uh, she's kept off 100 pounds for nine years. Um, and she, I don't know, I've always kind of thought of you as a little sister, Um Along with Colleen, you two are sort of have a very special place in my heart. Um, and so, it's happy birthday today, actually. So happy oh, birthday! Oh, it is happy birthday, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was curious. So, when was the moment? I know you said like you loved food as a kid, and you would just overeat, and it seems like it was part of your family dynamic, as was mine. Um, when was the moment? Was it the minute you got cast on the show? You knew you could do it because. Or was it later? And my guess is it's later, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I, you know, I know the behind the scenes, like how much people got beat up. And I'm never going to forget Holly Self talking about how she couldn't even, when she was trying to wash her hair, like she would squirt the shampoo up in the air instead of lifting her arms. She was in so much pain. Um, oh, yeah. that's a wall of wash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what what was the moment or when when did that happen that you knew you were going to be able to do it? I would say probably, I would say maybe like six weeks into it. I mean, I can't lie. Starting the show, I started at 250, but my heaviest was 270. And I had never done anything physical before that. So I remember when I started in the first like half of the show, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, this is hard. It was literally the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life. And it took probably about six weeks or so for me to really start to gain the confidence and see the changes. And that's when I was like, you know what, like I I can do this. And I was on the treadmill with Jillian one day and she, we had, I mean, we had probably had like a three or four hour workout and she asked me to do this um, minute sprint right at the end. And it was, it was aired on the show and I was crying and I was making every excuse why I couldn't do it. Um, because I was just so physically exhausted. And um, after that moment, Bob pulled me aside and he put me on the treadmill and and he's like, no, I know you can do this and you're going to do this. And Bob and I just had a really, really special connection on the show. And um, he put me on that treadmill and it was like, I have a great, you know, my dad is, is really important in my life, but I almost looked at Bob like a dad figure when I was on the show because, you know, we couldn't have access to our families or anything. So he was like, just like that dad figure. And he just looked at me and he was like, you got this, you can do it. And I ran that sprint and I'll never forget. Like when I finished, I just started crying and I was like, this is it. I've got this. And then it became like, and it was never about winning the show, but it was like, I'm going to go as far as I can. And I I made it to the final three and I was like the last girl standing in the final three. So that was really, you know, a proud moment for me just that I made it that far. Well, absolutely. I mean, as you said, like, I think the people who weren't necessarily looking to win the show, I mean, I think everybody plays to win, um, especially when you're under that level of intensity, but the ones that, Ooh, we have a caller. Um, John from Denver. Let's uh, get him in and ask his question. Okay. Oh, let's see. Am I on? Yes. Hi, John. Hi, Hi John. you two. Uh, I've met you both. 
It's uh, John Zobelis from Denver, and I'm a fellow that's watched along, and every Monday I post my uh, Monday weigh-in. Many yeah. people, I've lost 155 pounds, and I held it off for four years. You know and, what? I uh, follow you, too. So I was wondering, Amanda, did you ever have a... I, you know, I had that four-year itch to start eating and having a few beers, and I gained back 40 pounds, which I'm struggling with now. Yeah, I sure did. There were, I would say a couple years ago, I started to get comfortable, um, and there came a point where I almost hit 200 pounds again. And um, it was after a bad breakup, and I just, you know, I, I just resorted to food and back to some old bad habits. And then once I realized I was I was spiraling, is I just, I did not let myself do that. And I told myself that 200 was that evil number, and I would never, ever go above it again. And honestly, I just kick-started back into it and just almost had to kind of reboot, but I refused, you know, I had come too far and you have come too far. And I I, I love watching your progress, John, your pictures are inspiring and and just the way you truly hustle to keep the weight off too. So just remember how far you've come. Um, 40 pounds. Is it a lot? Yes, but it is nothing compared to what you've done so far. So you can, without a doubt, work, work the other way and, and get that back off because you know how to do it and you know how great you feel when, when you can do it. Oh, I'm, wonderful. Thank you for that inspiration. It, uh, yeah, it hit me, and that's where I'm rebooting because uh, it's a good time for me to catch it before I get out of control. I, I care for elderly parents now. Not a little one hugs the jelly bean. Oh, uh, thanks. And I have the opposite side now, which has impacted a little of my uh, life. But Well, wonderful. Right. Thank you, too. It's a blast to hear you uh, on the show. Oh, thank I'll you. Thank listening you. And uh, best to you. And you know you can always reach out if there's anything I can do to help. Okay. All right, John. You take care. Yeah. Thanks so much, John. And and uh, I'm I'm glad you said that that you're caring for elderly parents because I mean I do have new perspective. Like I still I I want to embrace that I am making an excuse in a way. I mean, as I said, there are constraints that I have never had in my life. Like having having a baby that I am solely responsible for and running a business and, 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 you know, all moms can relate to this. Whether it's you have three kids, I only have one, um, even if your husband works or whatever. But that's not an excuse to like let yourself go and you know, if you can't do it in working out, then you've got to make tighter choices with your food. And I'm a, being a little stubborn right now, and I'm not doing that very well, if we're being honest. So, Amanda, I would love to hear from you. You know, you said, and I completely agree with you, that, you know, you get to that point where you're like 200 pounds isn't okay. Um, what is it that you changed in terms of, okay, so you're approaching 200 pounds and you're going to do this, this, and this. Was it a food restriction? Was it a, like, do you get what I'm asking? Yeah. For me, it was, I mean, a little bit of a food restriction. I've never followed like a a true diet. And we've talked about that, you know, you just, you and I is I, I don't really believe in actual diets, but I definitely did eliminate a lot of like the white breads that I was eating and, and I am a lover of cheese. And 
that to me was like, I know I had to give some of that up with, you know, pasta. There were things that I just was, was overindulging in and, and they were nemesis and they were definitely, and my body was, was reacting to them. And so I just would like cut out a little bit, you know, and I would just make little changes. And for me, it was like, okay, there's so many alternatives. What can I do? You know, if I'm going to cut out pasta, what alternatives can I make? Can I use? And that was, you know, when the, the zucchini, the zoodles became a big thing and the spiralizer and, and, and cutting the zucchini up into noodles. And that became like a substitution for me. And it was about finding those substitutions that you could still enjoy the foods you wanted, but is it going to taste exactly like pasta with a lot of sauce and cheese? Absolutely not. But is it is it going to be a close second? Sure. And long term, your body is going to thank you for it. But again, my big thing too is I got comfortable where I, I wasn't going to the gym anymore. And, I, and then I got, you know, after you gain a little bit of weight back, you don't want to walk back in the gym because you're afraid of what people are going to think of you. You know, everyone saw you at your lightest and now you're going to go walk back in and you feel you feel like you've let people down, you're ashamed, you're embarrassed. And it's, it's a really hard pill to swallow. It's, it's very hard, at least for me, you know, when I know eyes are on me or I know people know what I looked like, you know, however many months ago or, you know, whatever, it's embarrassing to show yourself again. And so that's what I think the biggest problem for a lot of people is, is if you are on a weight loss journey and you do gain some weight back, don't hide, don't, you know, get out of the public eye. You know, I know a lot of biggest losers, like all of a sudden will disappear from social media. And that's when I get concerned. Cause I'm like, Oh no, like they're hiding. And, and it happens to the everyday person, you know, John, he, he feels, you know, he's home a lot, taking care of his elderly parents and he's in a home office now. And, you know, it's, it just, it takes a big toll on you. And so you have to just break free from that thought of, okay, I failed or I'm embarrassed and forget that. And just remember your, your why, remember your worth and just do what you got to do. Because at the end of the day, you struggle, Devin, I struggle, John struggles, Every single person struggles. So who are we to judge anybody? Well, and I want to add to that. You are a million percent right. And the you left out the part about how much pain you're in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because I used to be able to squat and lunge and do all of those things, no problem, and not be in pain. And a couple days ago, I was like, enough is enough. Like, I've got to do weight training, and I've got to do it without paying a babysitter $50. Like, because basically, um, I mean, now Jelly Bean is six months and I can actually take her to my tennis club and leave her there for an hour and it's a $10 fee, which is no big deal. But before it was like, you can't get a babysitter for an hour and a half while you go to the gym. Like you've got to give them at least three hours to make it worth their time coming. And so it's pricey in LA, you know? Right. And so that was part of what I was running into that and like, I used to work out at night all the time. And if I do that, I spend my whole day working and then I go work out at night. Like I don't spend time with jelly bean. And so it, it was all those kind of things. So I finally, the other day when I like missed what another planned workout, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do, I have one of those kettlebell workouts. That's actually really good. I've done it before. I'm like, I'm just going to do this in my living room. And I'll be honest, I didn't even get through a 20 minute workout and my like thighs were cramping. And, and then I was like, Oh my God, I've got to walk two sets of stairs with a 20 pound baby, um, <laughs> on a regular basis. I can't get too sore, but like two days later, I'm still sore. So I feel like I did what I should do. And then this morning I, when I woke up, I did some, um, I have a weighted, um, like, what are they called? Those bars, um, 
mine is not typical because it has a weight inside of it that rocks. So okay. it's even harder. But anyway, um, so I was doing like, um, you know, what are they called? Um, cling and press type deals. Okay. Um, yeah just to do something and like keep the sore going a little bit. Cause now that I'm sore, like I don't want to just throw that away and not make it to the gym again. Um, because a bunch of my team members, um, you know, I'm in real estate and we went to an orange theory class yesterday. It was my first time doing one and you know, I work out quite a bit, but it was tough for me and they were all texting today and they're all like, Oh my gosh, we're so sore. And I was like, I'm not. And they were like, they were like, how are you not sore? I'm like, well, you know, you got to remember, I'm, I, I do this kind of stuff a lot. But then my one friend was like, I don't know how she's like, it would just bother me if I wasn't sore after I worked out. And I said, trust me, I can I can hear that because there is something about feeling muscles like hurting. It's like, oh, my gosh, yes, I have worked them. You know, they are. It, it's just like a satisfying, you know, and it hurts, but it's satisfying. Well, and I agree when you're in that zone of like somewhat sore, like, for me, when I'm so sore, like I'll never forget the first time I did the stairs in Santa Monica, um, I was so sore that I literally couldn't move my calves for five days. Like I was just not getting off the sofa because it was so painful to take a step. And, you know, so that completely defeated everything because it literally like I wasn't even doing my normal like walking or anything. Um, but it is good to know your body. Like, you know, get a little bit sore. And as I said, like I was actually cramping and, you know, you start shaking a little bit and that kind of stuff. So it was like very humbling to me to be in that place right now, but it just tells me that I need to do it more. And as I said, like I, I was sore yesterday. I am sore today. And then I wanted to, you know, just make sure that I'm like supporting that soreness, if that makes sense. Again, right. without being so sore that I can't pick my baby up out of her crib. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And the more consistency you have with it, you'll notice that you're almost never sore. You know, unless I do a totally new workout like I've never done, that's the only way I'm going to get sore because it's like I'm just, my body's just so used to and conditioned for it, I guess. But you know, it, it, it is, it's, it, it's consistency works, you know, and, and there'll come a day where working out just doesn't feel like a chore anymore. It's just, it's just easier, you know, because your body is just ready for it and conditioned. Right. And you said you don't follow a diet plan, which I don't either ever. Like all I have to do is like try to do a diet and everything is like, ugh, haywire. And I know that's opposite for a lot of contestants and a lot of people in general. I mean, I kind of argue that the further you can be from a diet, the one that I do though think could work is Weight Watchers just because it's, um, you know, you really have so much choice within it that it's not really a diet in the same way. Um, but I'm curious and I'm not a spokesperson for Weight Watchers and I don't work with them or anything, just as full disclaimer or like disclosure. If I had, if someone was like held a, a knife to my head though, that's probably what I would follow. Cause as I said, it still gives you choice in what you eat at every meal and every, everything. But, um, I'm curious, do you count calories at all or anything like that? I don't. Um, I, I, Yay. I, more aware of calories I think just you know I've been doing it for so long like I can kind of eyeball stuff and have an, a, a general idea where I'm at but no I don't um I just make healthy choices for the most part but I also I said earlier in my you know in my bio I like breweries I like to drink beer I like to have a glass of wine I like eating pizza I like having a burger and so I do all that stuff but at the same time more so I'm eating healthy. You know, I, I ran out the door this morning with a protein shake and a string cheese and I was good. Like, you know, that held me over. And then 
I've got, you know, I, I eat jasmine rice and ground turkey just because I truly love it. And I add some like special things in it and make this like random concoction that is just so good. And I like crave it every single day, but it's all clean, clean based foods in it. It might be right. a 500 calorie bowl of, of rice and, and turkey, but I know that everything in it is, is good for my body and not harm, harming it. Right. No. And I, that's exactly how I am. Like I will eat the, I always talk about chocolate hazelnut and I'm a huge fan of brie. So if I go somewhere, like I'll have a little bit of those things or, you know, chocolate peanut butter, my weaknesses, things like that. But, but as you said, like most of the time I'm eating super clean. Like I, I love this, um, at Trader Joe's, they have this thing called cruciferous crunch salad, which I can't even believe I like, but I chop it up and put a ton more things in it. I just like that that has like kale and spinach and, or actually no, it's not spinach, just kale and two kinds of cabbages and broccoli and Brussels sprouts, I think. Mm. And, um, so it's, uh, you know, like really good for me as a base. I don't have to cut five ingredients. I just chop up one a little more and then as I said, throw different concoctions in it, different dressings, different everything. And like part of the reason I don't put what I eat on Instagram every day is because it's so often it's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, my life. I eat the same thing every day, but it's like, again, it's not like a, it's not a chore to me. I truly enjoy it. Like it's my favorite meal. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I relate because as I said, it's like, that's the base. So on Instagram, it would look the same, but it's really different. Like every day, like there's different vegetables added or different salad dressings or different herbs. Um, yeah. but like, I, I think peanut butter, I have eminent peanut M&Ms in my fridge. Cause I like to grab a handful of cold peanut M&Ms as like a treat. So like, I'm not perfect, but that's the whole, that's the great part about this is like, I can still eat M&Ms, but I, I can still continue with a healthy lifestyle. It's not like the end all be all like some people think. Right. Which I think makes it the healthiest because then you, I don't know, like I feel like super restriction blows up in your face. Um, on that note, we have to jump to another break. Time is going so fast. Um, but when we come back, we're going to get a little more behind the scenes on Biggest Loser. Stay tuned. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Season 8's Biggest Loser, um, Amanda Orlovskis. And actually, she wasn't the winner of The Biggest Loser, but one of The Biggest Losers, just to clarify. Um, It was really funny. During the break, we were talking about ice cream um, because that's who we are. (laughs) And um, she's like, oh, what's that new ice cream brand? And of course, I knew it, um, like a lightened up ice cream brand. And, uh, and then she's like, what do you think? I haven't tried it yet. And I was like, oh, well it's good, but you, it's super, super hard. Like you really, like even on the pints, they like say that you have to like defrost it for a while to enjoy it. And by defrost it to enjoy it, they mean defrost it to get it out of the container at all. (laughs) And so we were joking that like, when you want it, you want it now. Like that's who we are. And the truth is like, so I just want to say that as hope for everyone, Because this is my problem with things like that. So I'm supposed to wait for like 15 minutes, start defrosting the pint, and then I've got to make the decision in that moment how much I'm going to eat, which means that I'm accidentally going to overeat. Um, That's a given. I know myself. That's just what's going to happen because I'm not going to want to wait 20 minutes again. Um, And half the time, honestly, by the time it's defrosted, it's soup because I've completely forgotten or eaten something else or done something else terrible. Um, Seriously, like it's really bad. And as I said, with that, it's like you, I'm one of those people who I get small servings of things, like truly small servings. Like I only ever eat ice cream out of like a ramekin, like one of those tiny little custard dishes um, or some vehicle like that. And then if I want more, like I have to get myself up from the sofa, walk to the refrigerator, refrigerator, make the decision. Like it takes so much more brain power than just sitting there and with the pint and mowing the whole container, which I would. So as I said, I just wanted to share that little tidbit because I want you to know that we are you listening. Like we truly are. This is not, I mean, some days it's easy. Some days it's hard. Like I thought that I never liked working out. Um, Amanda, it sounds like you always thought you did. Um, I still hate going to gyms. Like I still feel like that's punishment, but I do enough. Well, I shouldn't say always. Like when, if I'm working with a trainer that feels indulgent or something, but, um, But otherwise, like I do outdoor activities, I do fun activities, I do things with friends, like I'm doing team building with my team this summer, we're going to work out once a week together, which I'm really looking forward to. But like me driving to a gym. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, But anyway, so as I said, I just wanted to share that because I want people to realize that your wiring is your wiring. And some of us are plagued with these conversations that we're like, oh, yeah, we want it now, even after we've overcome. Yeah, we're human. And like just, you know, just because we're on this path doesn't mean we don't love ice cream and all that. And we all love like the creamy, soft ice cream. So it's like we're talking about it now. I want some. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay. So, Amanda, I'm curious. What is your favorite behind the scenes biggest loser? People ask me that all the time. Like what the favorite behind the scenes biggest loser moment is that people may not have heard about. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a bunch. Um, honestly, one of my 
my favorites is Bob and Jillian, you know, like when, when we're on camera, they have to be tough and, or they had to be tough on us. And, and, you know, it was a TV show at the end of the day, but there were days like when there was no film crews and we call them dark days. And like, they would just come in normal clothes and like Jillian had her hair up, no makeup on and would just hang out with us. And like, those are the moments that really stuck with me because, you know, it's, it's like, you know, if you are a fan of the biggest loser, like I know I was a fangirl when I met Bob and Jillian. I was like, oh my gosh, like Bob and Jillian were like a king and a queen in my eyes. Like they were the most amazing people ever. Um, and so like just being able to hang out with them behind the scenes was really incredible just to see like how much of real people they really are. Um, and I, I haven't kept much of a relationship with them out after the show. Um, once in a while, Bob and I will text, but um you know, I mean, and that's fine. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, you know, be their besties after the show, but it just was really cool just to see, you know, them interact as normal people too. Um, and normal people with struggles and, and all of that. So those were really like my favorite behind the scenes. Um, but we also, we had an amazing group. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure, I'm sure you saw this, you know, Daniel on my season just, um, is in remission from leukemia. Yeah. Um, that hit really close to home for me because Daniel's and I are very similar in age. Like we were both the young ones on the show, but he was like only, I don't even know, a few weeks older than me. Um, so we just like, we're always close and Rebecca was my partner. Now Rebecca and Daniel are married and it's like incredible to see that the show created some lasting relationships such as theirs and watching her be that support system for him through his battle with cancer is, it's just been amazing. And it's just like, you never even realize like what could come out of something. And so that experience, while it changed our, all of our lives in like some ways, it like, look how it changed their lives. And so I don't know. I just want to like send a shout out to Daniel and just let him know that like he's had so many prayers and love going his way and that I'm just so happy to hear he's in remission and he's got so much support from people all over the country. No, it's so true. And it's so funny for so many years, like I was in awe of the fact, I don't know if this is still true, but up until at least, you know, a handful of years ago, there were more marriages on Biggest Loser than there were on The Bachelor, which I thought was, I mean, it just sort of is a testament to what the relationships are there. Like, as I said, I mean, Colleen, we, we've said Colleen Skiback, um, you know, for those who, uh, remember her, she, her dad was on the show with her and it was such a beautiful bond to watch her there. And then, um, you know, I just, I still adore her and you like little sisters. And can you remind me how old you are? I, I know you're I'm, a lot younger than I am. Yeah. I'll be 29 in one week actually. Never uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny too because people never realized how old I was on the show and I'll never forget Julie hadn't like people give up you know they really do and I Julie is like one of the most positive amazing people but I'll never forget she was um 37 and she was acting like an old maid like prior to like when she just first got on the show right. and she was like yeah I'm too old to go to my husband's like work banquets and stuff and literally, I forget if I was a year or two older than her, but she was saying all of this. And then, um, and then she revealed that she was 37 and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, tell, you know, cause you know me, I'm always, I'm always 29. I've been 29 forever. Um, <laughs> at some point I may be 39, but you're the real 29. I was the Hollywood. You can never be too rich or too 29. Hey, and look the part, Devin, you look the part. Oh. So you can pull whatever you want. Oh. 
No, I mean, now I tell the truth just because I'm in a place where I am more confident and I am, I, I, I in my forties, honestly, have felt better about myself, like less the little weight gain right now that again, like I'm really like, I like to call my struggle excuses. Like I like to call because we are always going to have challenges and you've got to figure them out. And I think when people want to go down that road of, you know, like I could give you a laundry list of reasons why it's easier for everyone else to lose weight than it is me. Like I love sweet. I love salty. I am a solo mom to a baby. Every 15 minutes, someone's telling me how hard it must be. And I mean, honestly, it's not hard being her mom at all. And it's, it's, I've been saying a million times, I think it's easier being her mom than it is being single at my age. Like truly, like my heart is so much fuller. And I just feel like the way people relate to me is better. And there's, I mean, I have this whole community of foster parents and, you know, have already been asked to be on the board of a charity that I'm helping raise money. And, you know, there's so many amazing things that have come out of this that that have brought so much love to my life. Um, and, you know, like going back to the excuses, like, yeah, I, I don't have nearly as many hours in a day to work out. And now I have to make more money to support her and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like I could, as I said, I could go on with the excuses, but the truth is this is my life now. And what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to, um, you know, really stand up and show my followers and show my friends and everybody that like, no matter what, I'm going to overcome this. And, um, I mean, I will, I'm going to figure it out. I haven't yet. Um, but again, it's five pounds, not 50. So I also have to like cut myself a little bit of a break because I am super hard on myself. Um, I know that about me. And as I said, I'm happy. I mean, and then, oh, there's the other excuses, the emotional roller coaster of not knowing if this precious little being that I'm so attached to is going to be taken away, you know? Right. Right. So. And I think that's the hard part is, yeah, I, I have had a lot of moms like come to me and it's hard for me to relate because I'm not a mom yet, yeah. you know, um, but I know that I have a lot of friends that are moms and I do see how hard it is. I mean, I see how hard it is being a single girl running with a busy, you know, busy yeah. uh, steer yeah. and a dog like that's really hard. So I can't imagine throwing a child into the mix. Um, but, you know, just like you said, like, well, five pounds to you might not sound like a lot to some people. It, it is a lot to you. Just as with John, 40 pounds might not sound like a lot to some people, but it is to him. And so, you know, like little things like that is, is it's like, we all have that little buffer and, and, you know, me, I, while people, you know, I, I might, you know, look great, but I have my days that are my weeks. Like last week, uh, you know, it was like between Memorial Day and just having fun with friends and a little too much beer. Like I got on the scale one day, which I try not to do much, but like I, it was like eight pounds heavier, but I know a lot of it was bloating, but I was just like, it is wild how your body can fluctuate so much. So we, it's like, it's hard not to fixate on those numbers, but it, it you know, it's, it's, it, it's just a battle we all face. And, and it's something that we're all so related by. Well, right. And for me, the five pounds really isn't five pounds. It's like the fact that that, you know, for 17 years until my car accident, I was in the exact same place. Like I truly was like same weight with it. And again, it's not every time I get on the scale, I get I'm the exact same weight. Like I was in a five pound range. And now that that range is like, you know, the middle of, of where I am now is five pounds up from that range, which again, like it's, to me, it's more about that that five can easily turn into 10, can turn into 20, can turn into 40, can turn into the phone call that John, you know, gave, um, which thanks again, John, that was so nice of you to call in. Um, 
But because I know myself and I know that if I'm like super lax on that and on the flip side of that, I also know not to totally beat myself up and belittle myself. Like that's the last thing you want to do when you're struggling. It's just truly like, look at every, and Amanda, I know you're doing this so well, but I mean, even posting pictures, like for me, I don't really feel that much different until I see the pictures. And then I'm like, oh my God, you know, I did a TV appearance and I was so not happy. And then I went to this event last week and granted pictures are deceiving. Um, you know, sometimes it's just the angle and everything else, but there's other times where, you know, your dress was tight and that's why you look like you do, you know? Right. (laughs) So, so yeah, I would definitely heed those warnings. So Amanda, I'm sure anybody who's not already following you on Instagram, like I obsessively do, will want to, um, do you want to tell people how to follow you in general? Uh, Yeah. So on Instagram, um, it's just my first and last name. So it's Amanda and then it's A-R-L-A-U-S-K-A-S. So just at Amanda Arlaskis. Um, And that's probably where I'm the most active on social media. I do have a Facebook and um, other like Snapchat. I don't really don't use them. So Instagram is really the the way that I I, uh, interfere with other people and and, and all of that. And post the most, um, about what my day-to-day life looks like for the most part. Um, and then, you know, of course I got to throw that in there. I am a realtor in Raleigh, North Carolina. So buy a house, go buy a house in North Carolina. I hear the taxes are good there, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's a little bit better than at least where I came from New Jersey. That's for sure. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm really happy with my life and I'm just so thankful that you thought of me to, you know, even want to hear me, my story more and to share my story with everyone. So I really appreciate you for thinking of me and, and letting me do this, do this with you. No, absolutely. I mean, as I said, it's like, you know, Biggest Loser had a huge impact on so many people. There's absolutely positively no question. And then when some press came out, it was a little disappointing that it kind of seemed like this blanket, like, oh, they're all going to gain the weight back because of this, this, and this. Which again, like, kind of lends to excuses, and 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 I'm not belittling. Like, I'm just saying what I most liked about the show. Like, I honestly think you guys were the sacrificial lambs. Like, it was too quick to lose that kind of weight, and it was, you know, a ton of pressure. And and now your lives are such that you get criticisms that are not fair and things like that. And yeah. you know, some people went in it not understanding that the show is a business, and when the show ends, it ends. Like that's it. You know, like they, of course. I mean, I guess if you're not business minded, like you don't know that. Like you, you kind of. Some people thought that there was going to be resources for life and those kind of things. Um, but that said, like I think that the show showed people through you that you can lose weight. Um, no matter what, like you can make better choices, even if it's a few pounds and I have to wrap up in a minute, but I'm going to do this really quick. But then when all that press came out and made it sound like, oh, well now they're never going to keep it off. And, and all of that, like, again, I have so many biggest loser contestants in my heart and I hope that everybody finds the peace and the weight loss and the health that they deserve and want. Um, I just don't want people in America to see that and go back into the, oh, it's not possible because you are living proof that it's possible. I am living proof that it's possible. And, and as you said, it's a struggle. It's a battle. As John said, you know, you go up and you go down sometimes and you just have to go with the flow and, you know, adapt your life circumstances that you can continue. So again, I never, uh, ever stop what we're doing. Right. And so I thank you so much for coming on and being a voice and being like, hey, look, 
this can work and, you know, I continued the journey and I'm succeeding and you can too. And that's really, you know, I truly want everybody to have it all. And I hope that everyone has a great week. Thanks again, Amanda. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.